Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. As you can tell from our website, from our stream of content recently, the college tennis season is almost upon us. The fall results coming to an end right around now. I think a few more weeks still left, but we have our individual season in the books. We're ready to take our big takeaways as we look towards the 2020 team dual season. Uh, obviously, on the Mini Break Podcast, every Tuesday, Matt Stachowiak, Chris Halliors, and myself have been breaking down last year's top 10 teams going from 10 to 1 in Matt's College Contender Series to get you fans ready for uh, this year's season now. Joining me on today's Cracked Interviews podcast because it is in the college theme, you may recognize his work from collegetennisranks.com, a former diehard Mississippi State Bulldog turned Liberty University slappy fan. Of course, Chris Halliores may be making his second appearance on the Cracked Interviews podcast. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, Alex. I'm a former Mississippi State fan. What? I mean. No, former Mississippi State slappy. Former Mississippi State slappy turned, you know, Liberty slappy. So just to clarify, you can only be a slappy at once. But with Mississippi State in the air, that being the team we covered on today's mini break podcast, it is only fitting that I bring in today's guests. And again, a huge thank you to you, Chris, for helping to set this up. We have uh, alluded to Mississippi State tennis a lot over the past four years with the run they have been on. And that is why we are so thrilled today to bring in the coaching staff of the Mississippi State men's tennis team. Let's Start with head coach Matt Roberts, assistant coach Jake Jacoby, and volunteer assistant Noah Tippin, all on the line for us today. Mississippi State coaching staff, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Thanks very much. You got the A team tonight. We're we're happy to be here, and uh, thank you for what you're doing for college tennis. It's our pleasure to be on with you guys tonight. And Chris, uh, thanks for your support uh, all the years, and uh, you, you know you are still a Mississippi State. Uh, fan and part of the family I hope and uh, I know your boys at Liberty but we, we love what you've done for us so thanks for being on as well oh no no doubt and I'll and, and you know I'll be there Oh my God, the sucking up, get it out of the way early, because that is not the way to the heart of our Cracked Interviews fans to suck up to Chris. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, look, we could turn this into a Chris Rose session. There's a lot of different ways we could go with this podcast, but I I just have to ask, because uh, there was a recent, I think it was a tweet about the NCAA men's tennis social media statistics, and your Mississippi State Bulldogs for the 2018-19 season were the number one most social media interactions with every fan on tennis Twitter. Twitter. How much of that do you credit to, Chris? <laughs> well, I mean, it definitely has something to do with Chris, but you know, <laughs> it's been a it's been a cool ride. You know, the story of uh, you know when I was working for Pear and then transitioned to become a head coach, uh, then having Tanner with me, and then rebuilding the program and, and trying to get the culture right, and that whole process was it was uh, it was really hard. It was you know, the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. It almost made me not want to become a head coach. And I really doubted what I was doing at the time. Um, and that, you know, challenged me. And uh, every day I'd have to wake up and look in the mirror and say, I can do this. And I focused on what I wanted to to build and, and what made me want to enjoy this, this career, this job. And I stayed focused on that with Tanner. And we, we were able to get a really good group of guys, great character guys that, um, I enjoyed working with every day and with seven out of nine brand new freshmen making the sweet 16, I think that kind of created this, this whole ride. And then the social media, you know, kind of came after that. So that, that's, I think what started it. And then obviously Trevor being on the team, uh, Chris is Trevor's uncle. And then Chris got more and more into college tennis because of that. So yeah, just like a snowball effect, I guess. 
No, it's it's a thing of beauty to see. One of my favorites, you talk about that culture, just to set the scene, uh, because people caught glimpses. The way your team, at the end of every match, for a home match, would shake the, the hands of the fans who came out to the event. Now, that speaks to a strong culture, and even beyond using that as a recruiting tool, how nice is that for you as the coach to have that be a reflection of where your program has been over these past four years, that sort of moment? Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, uh, you know, the results are just like a small piece of the puzzle. You know, it's about building men and about building a special environment that people want to come watch and also players want to be a part of and learn and, and, you know, just enjoy. That was my number one goal when I, I, uh, you know, had those guys leave after the first years. I want to build build a culture where people want to stay here. I don't, I don't want to have any more transfers. That was, uh, kind of our reputation when I first got the job. And so with that, it was, you know, focusing on um, creating an environment where a certain type of kid wanted, wanted to come in and just learn and, and build their, their own mental um, view of themselves and, and kind of build confidence in someone. And when you do that, the fans start to see it and they, they want to come and watch. And then, after that, it's uh, thank the fans for being here. Thank, thank them for coming to watch you guys. I mean, it's, that's what it's all about. And so after the match, we'd shake the opponent's hand. I'd say, go over there and thank the fans. And so we wouldn't have our meeting for like an hour. We'd have uh, the guys go thank the fans for at least an hour, and then we'd have our meeting after that. So we love playing in front of our fans at AJ Pitts Tennis Center, and um, someone started filming it, and then it got all over Twitter. So that's the story of that. And for you, Coach Jacoby, who I think you're younger than me, so I'm just going to call you Jake. Coach Roberts can be Coach Roberts, but respectfully, I'm going to have to go with Yeah, exactly. But for you, Jake, I know you just finished up at Iowa, and I'm not saying, you know, when you get an assistant coaching job, if that's your career path, you take it no matter where it is, but particularly for Mississippi State, what was it about that culture that Coach Roberts has built that appealed for you as you were looking, you know, for various assistant men's tennis coaching jobs? Yeah, obviously it it sticks out as as an unbelievable positive for being here. Um, You know, me and Matt both are actually from Little Rock, Arkansas, so I've had a good relationship knowing him over the past, you know, really decade. Um, me growing in my tennis, him with his pro career, and then him starting his coaching career. Um, really, you know, developed a relationship there and just stayed in contact over the years and um, really respected him as a, as a player, as a coach, uh, just in the tennis world altogether. Um his reputation is is one of, you know, a very hard worker um, and, and demands a lot of good things and brings about good qualities in people. Um, and so it's not as, a, you know, a massive surprise to me that his program that he's built here at Mississippi State, even when he was an assistant and working to be the head coach here, has developed such a strong culture of such a family vibe, a team vibe that, um, you know, when I was given the, the call by him and the opportunity to possibly join the staff here, it was, it was really a no brainer just because of all the positive reputation things I've ever heard about Matt and then the program here. So, you know, to be given the opportunity to be a part of that and then to try to grow it and have my own impact on it was pretty much a no brainer. So it was, yeah, very easy for me. So, so Alex, I don't know if I don't know if Matt knows this. I know Jake knows this because I told him this earlier in the year when, uh, when we were chatting online a little. But uh, the very first national tournament I ever took Trevor to with one of his buddies, Cole Fiegel, who uh, was a couple years older and graduated from Georgia Tech a few years ago, was uh, actually at Ken Burns Park in Little Rock, Arkansas, and one of Trevor's <laughs> friends played Jake in like the first round <laughs> and that was and I think Jake was seeded one of the one of the better uh, junior players back then and uh, and and so I, I had known his name from then all the way and that was boy that was uh a, I think Trevor was 13 at the time back then that was the first national he'd ever gone to did you notice the subtle dig Jake how he goes back then one of the top junior players back then typical Chris I'm making Jake sound older now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I like to sound old right now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit older, act older. <laughs> so, Matt, uh, I know, you know, obviously one of the 
one of the things that you guys have never had had there and you've got coming now uh, is an indoor facility. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah. So, you know, we've raised four and a half million dollars and uh, you know, we were playing Ohio state a couple years ago, at the SLA tournament. We had a few guys flying a private jet with uh, our bulldog club and uh, they saw what we were doing and they said, you know what, we need to, we need to help these guys out. So, I think the first gift was a million dollars from one person in, from out of Jackson, Mississippi. And, you know, positive peer pressure. They started saying, all right, well, you, I gave a million. You got to give this and that. You know, it started. we got a lot of momentum after that run. And once we had four and a half million, um, then the athletic department uh, kicked in the rest. So we have an eight million dollar facility um, due in April. And they're supposed to lay the concrete in the courts around December. So. It's really cool. Every day we go out there and there's so much progress with each day. Um, I'd say the steel was put up way quicker than we thought. You know, we'd go to the courts and just go, guys, look at it. I mean, it's going up. So we're, we're pumped. You know, scheduling for that has been fun. We have a lot of good teams coming in, a lot of home and homes with uh, Florida State, TCU, SMU, uh, Memphis. Um, I'm probably forgetting a couple, but we're definitely – um planning to have some like an indoor season um in the next few years so it's exciting absolutely i know i got the chance to see you guys in chicago last year and i say this lovingly but i'm sure you'll appreciate the chance to get a few more indoor reps before a national indoors events i'm sure that's (laughs) that was a great learning experience for us and and national indoors always is for us i mean you play you play some of the best indoor teams in three three days in a row and you're definitely just trying to get better as the tournament goes on and our guys you know, stayed so resilient that, that, you know, most teams could have just backed down after the first two days. And, you know, we just stayed positive, kept trying to learn, having that growth mindset of, all right, let's keep getting better. You know, in day three, we played Notre Dame and we got better as the weekend went on and played a great match against them and got a win. Um, and it was, it's a weird facility there with two and four and three and three, You're, you know, you don't feel like a team sometimes. And, you know, we love the six court in a row team dual match um, format you know, the, the vibe in there is we like six in a row so we can see everyone kind of play as a team, but yeah, it was fun. You know, we, we enjoyed, we had a nice, uh, you know, a couple of nice snowball fights and all that good stuff. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was a fun weekend. What does that new indoor facility, is the indoor facility six across? Yeah, six in a row. So we'll have upper level viewing on one side, six in a row and place it on every court. Uh, we'll eventually build it out underneath with a satellite training room, a fueling station, and a conference uh, conference room. Yeah, that sounds like an ideal setup. I love that. And as much as I do want to talk about, you know, the past run you guys have, your program has just been through how that sets you guys up for the future. Our College Contender Series does focus on this season, this 2020 upcoming dual match. Uh, I know you just played out a fall season, and as we talk about in the mini break, guys like uh, Gregor, guys like Flo, guys like Gio, who comes in rank, they've all had good falls, but for your team, you know, you lose a core four. And so, Coming into the year, I guess, what, what, how, how do you reset? How do you, when you have such a young team, approach a season after the four-year run that you just went on? Well, you know, recruiting is a huge piece of the puzzle. And, you know, and I, obviously we're trying to find the best players in the world, the most talented, you know, proven that they can play at this level. But, you know, for us, it's, uh, it's finding the right type of guy, you know, a guy that can handle school well, because I think school is the first piece to the, the formula, you know, if you're doing well in school, you're managing your time well, then you're going to be able to grow on the court. And so, you know, we're looking for those guys that we trust in that area. And then the second piece is someone that can, you know, love their teammate, you know, day to day, um, put themselves to the side and, uh, you know, understand accountability peer to peer, I think is way more powerful than a coach to a player. So we, we set up, uh, you know, certain things throughout the week and the month and the season where, you know, I have the guys speaking to each other, you know, and, and I facilitate the conversation. Um, but I, I want them to give each other feedback as much as possible. And I want them to understand that they have to hold each other at a high standard, you know, for us to do well. It's their team and they have to learn how to, how to push each other, how to train with each other, how to compete with each other, travel together. 
um, all those things and they have to enjoy that process or we're not going to have fun. And uh, so you have to find that in the, in the recruit. And then, you know, you got to teach them how to, how to feed the positive dog and, and control their, their self, their self view, their thoughts. You know, we obviously are all humans here. We have insecurities, we have positive and negative thoughts. And so I think a big step for them when they come in is to learn how to focus on what they can control to build confidence in themselves. You know, and if you can get the right type of guy that understands that and wants to commit to that, you can get guys competing at a high level. And then when you have a group of those guys doing that, you have a contagious competitive culture. So everyone kind of feeds off each other, you know, and you see guys competing, you see guys, uh, you know, kind of surprising themselves and what they can do on the tennis court. For example, you know, we have a freshman from Italy who had a great regionals, you know, he beat some really good players, some ranked players, and uh, he kind of surprised himself. Gregor Ramscholder winning regionals. He played, you know, six and seven for us last year. And, you know, he's just a result of all these things I'm saying. He's living it. And so, you know, we're a young team and we brought in some guys, but they're all, you know, understanding that they can be good. And so it's been a lot of fun this fall. Um, new coach Jake's doing a great job and, and Noah's doing an awesome job. So we're having a lot of fun, you know, kind of going through phase two, second cycle of, uh, of this, this program. So it's been a lot of fun. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. So, so continuing on there, Matt, why don't you tell – so you talked a little bit about Dade there, having a, a little run mm-hmm. at regionals. Why don't you uh, – we all know Flo, Gregor, and Gio, so why don't you give us a little insight into the, uh, uh, yeah, so, the, the, other, the other freshmen we got coming in. Yeah, so right now we have three. We have Dade from Italy, uh, Nico from Canada, and Isaac from New Zealand. And, you know, we were on Dade pretty early, um, had the connection from Giovanni, and, uh, you know – we're lucky to have him. He didn't, he didn't speak to too many coaches just cause he was, he was shy, you know, and, and we built a relationship with him early. So uh, anyway, he's, he's done a great job acclimating to, you know, college tennis, hardcore. It was hard for him at first to take a return early. Um, it's hard for him to trust uh, holding the baseline, but he's, uh, he's learned quickly. You know, it's, it's amazing if you can, get the right type of guy and just pour into him the improvement. And uh, he's showing a lot of improvement. You know, he, he were playing regionals and he didn't even know that he had to call his own lines. And so we had the first, <laughs> first match chaired and he's not making a line call. And we're going, is this guy like, is he nervous? Does, does he just not know what's going on? And he went through the whole match, not making a call, but luckily the umpire just assumed they were out. And then the next day, someone told him, like, you have to make your own calls. And he was like, ah, that's why the umpire was uh, not helping me out much yesterday. <laughs> he just, you know, so he's just learning little things like that. He's, uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's like day to day, his English, it's hilarious, you know. So, no, but he's an awesome guy. I mean, he'll come out and serve on his own, like, Every we practice Saturday morning at like nine. He'll be out there at seven forty-five serving on his own. He's just a grinder, so he's doing a great job. And you mentioned those little things such as line calls, but obviously for you these past four years, when you have a group like Nuno, Trevor, Nick, and Strali day in day out, they know what you expect of them. They know the minutia of a of a practice with you. If they cross line, you know I I will swore there, but I don't want any push ups. But they know to expect push ups. Should they do things like that, the six a.m. workouts, and I'm sure. Not that you would because this is in your personality, but you probably didn't have to coach them as much their last two years as you did those first two because they knew what was expected of them. Yeah, but you'd be surprised. You know, we like, I'm not going to say anything bad about Trevor because his uncle's on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's like everybody thinks, you know, life is so good when you have these seniors, but you have new challenges. Like, if one of those guys dips in practice, I'm all over them. We're running, you know, or I'm kicking them out of practice. Like 
you got to do it. You have to come to work every day, like sharp as a coach. You can't dip. You can't just take a couple days off because they're going to look at you and go, what? well, coach is, is loose today. Like he's taking today off. So I'm going to take the day off. I mean, it didn't matter if you're a freshman or a senior, you know, you got to set the standard early and you got to hold, hold it. You got to hold them accountable. And, uh, we had, you know, as we got better and better, we had some of the hardest years of those four years, you know, I'd say the easiest year was their first year, you know, because everything's just, you know, it's, uh, it's like a bonus, you know, and then you get to the point where, you're expected to do this, expected to do that. And so every year has new challenges. And so, you know, this year was, uh, it's very exciting to have the opportunity to continue that culture, but also it's kind of like, let's say, you know, you broke up with a girlfriend, you learned a lot from it and you meet another girl and you're like, okay, I learned from the last one. I want to make sure I set those standards now early in the relationship because I, I realized what I put myself into so it's kind of like that same thing. You get a chance to get these freshmen in and start as soon as possible, like crack, not cracking the whip. That sounds a little tough, but you know, Hey, this is unacceptable. You know, and you're, you're way more prepared with this young group because you just lived it for, with four, you know, four years of these guys. So I think we've probably had the most successful fall in terms of growth and development and just accountability than you know any of my years as a head coach so it's it's been really cool to you know work with jake and noah and you know have that opportunity so you beat me to the question there but this idea you know you lose four you have three upperclassmen in strolly who's really the only guy with a bunch of match experience oh, i guess flow as well but then uh, another guy in stedman strickland and Okay, that's that's a fair point. It's a different coaching challenge as a team like that gets older. But I'm sure when you snap at Nuno in year three, you don't have to worry about, oh, no, is he going to be particularly sensitive today? Because that trust is there. That established we know what to expect of one another. Or maybe, you know, it still was a thing. I don't know. But um, this the idea that for this year, you know, you don't just have four seniors who know the deal, who uh, can set a culture from the top to the bottom. You have a young team and I'm curious what sort of challenges that presents because a you have you know how are guys like Geo flow uh, Stedman stepping up into the leadership void and then B how you, you kind of mentioned it there but it's a whole new set of doubles plays right it's a whole new set of trying to figure out who plays one through six um, how do you approach those challenges as you enter this fall yeah I think uh, with the freshmen you know there's th- these guys are their character level is unreal. Like they're, they're, they see things and they quickly learn. So I almost feel like I'm coaching juniors or seniors, even though they're freshmen. I mean, these guys are really sharp. Um, you know, they love tennis. They are really good in school. And so I really don't feel like we have a lot of freshmen. I just feel like we got to get better. You know, it's just like that nonstop paranoia of like, we're not good enough. We're not good enough. We got to get better. And, and we all kind of have that, feeling because we're I mean we're all drivers like we all have to just like push ourselves every day because we want to succeed um and we do have to get better I mean and that's every year everybody gets better so we have to keep pushing each other but you know I think I I really don't feel like I'm coaching you know a whole new team I feel like we've been together for a long time you know the culture the family environment you know we're we're very accountable with each other um so that's that's been a great you know transition doubles is tough because you're you're constantly evolving you know we're recruiting really hard for january so we're going to get some more guys in here and it's just like you can't say like hey you're going to play this guy for the whole year you know it's like look we're going to all learn how to play doubles at a high level and then you may play with him you may play the other guy you know it's like just be open to anything you return on the deuce right now but you may be an ad court return in the spring so you know, just being being open to to learning and just evolving, and uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And Geo stepped up; he's uh, he's come a long way. Jake could probably speak more on Geo because Jake's been with him a lot this fall. You know, it was a big piece of the puzzle. Is if I can get Jake and Geo clicking really well, then that that helps us in the dual match format. So Jake could probably say a few things about actually him and Flo. Jake was with Flo this last week in SMU, so he's done a great job developing those guys. 
Yeah, really, I think, you know, with, with those guys, and even I'll, I'll include Gregor with that, all of the returners from last year have really stepped up in leadership roles, whether it be on the court, off the court, with results, in practice, uh, emotionally, whatever it is. I mean, you're seeing it with Gregor winning regionals, really stepping up, even having to grind through three setters and qualifying of regionals and then finding a way to win the entire event. Um, pretty good story there and, and just being a great leader by example um, really every time he steps on the court in practice and, and in matches then with Flo you know I think he's really stepped up his mental toughness this this fall um, he's always really had the the physical and technical ability there but he's done a great job of um, you know really stepping up and it, it showed this past weekend in a strong uh event in smu where he won his flight uh, without dropping a set with, against some pretty high level players from from different schools that we don't typically play um i think you know stedman too um goes without saying he's kind of the central rock for this team to be honest um he's an emotional support guy uh he comes to work and battles every day in practice he's really stepped up his doubles game i think you know He's made strides both with his tennis in practice and doubles and singles. And, you know, I think he, he's surprising himself with probably his best fall um, as a player in college. So, you know, it's inspiring to himself, but also the guys seeing how he's working his, his, his bust off. I'm going to not give myself 10 push-ups there, but um, and, and really inspiring the guys there. But then, yeah, I did spend a good amount of time with Gio this fall. Um, you know, he, he's obviously a super talented guy and wants to be the best player in college tennis. Um, he's got goals that are very high and set standard for himself that are very lofty. But it, it really showed with me at, with him in, in Tulsa for All-Americans how, you know, he lost the first set in every match he played. Um, still found a way to make the quarterfinals, you know, really grew as a person, as a player, as a, um, you know, mental you know, from being mentally a little bit you know, challenged in those situations to sort of embracing it, even against top 30 ranked players and, and coming through pretty comfortably in the second and third sets in a lot of those tough situations and, and big matches. So um, really had a good time with him this fall. And, and you've just seen a lot of the returners step up um, in many different ways. So it's been really cool to be a part of. 10 push-ups, coach, by the way. I heard that Tuchus reference. I, I, I went halfway. I'll do five. How about five? It just, it just doesn't seem like much of a deterrent, especially to someone like Flo. The guy could probably do like 200 push-ups straight. That's I true. Mean. He, he probably <laughs> wants to do the push-ups. Yeah. Uh, All right. So before I get to my the next serious question, since Jake gave a good little uh, intro on Stedman there, I have to know, has he washed the hat yet? I don't know. Noah, you probably know more. Noah is kind of our <laughs> yeah. Noah does a little bit of everything. Noah does anything from weighting rackets and stringing to probably like giving him a new hat if he needs it. He's been wearing that thing for a long time now. And that thing's <laughs> rock hard, the guy. I don't think he's ever washed the hat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's ever planning on it. It's pretty yeah, crazy. It, it, doesn't it, smell great, but yeah. it works for him. Oh man. So so Jake, what the Obviously, you're just you're a couple years removed from from Iowa now. So does it seem like it's you know you're a lot closer to these guys' age? What's the what's the easy part and what's the hard part of trying to connect with these with these guys and at the same time you know get give the discipline and and get the respect you know and not not have these guys looking at you like uh, you know hey man you're just two years older than I am. Yeah, well, it's sort of funny. So my sophomore, I believe it was my sophomore year. No, it might have been my junior year. Um, but for kickoff, uh, Iowa played Mississippi State, um, and I played six singles. But I remind Nuno and Strala every single day. I played them in doubles, and the result went my way. So <laughs> if there's one way to gain respect, it's to beat Nuno and Strala in doubles. The year, the next year, they became number one in the country. So... You know, that, that's a nice little thing I'm going to hang my hat on for a while. But, uh, no, I think that's a great question. Um, yes, I, I connect with them well in terms of social media, in terms of, you know, things they're interested in and, and other things like that, having teammates from other countries, um, whatever it is. But at the same time, you know, one of my goals in the first month of coming here and meeting all the new guys and everything was establishing this, um, you know, this relationship was, I'm not their friend. 
you know, we're not going to go, you know, hang out on weekends and, and drink beers or whatever it is. You know, we're, we're going to, we've got a professional relationship. We're friendly, but we're not best friends. Um, it's, it's sort of a fine line between, you know, being able to discipline them if, if something happens, being able to be hard on them in a match and practice if they're doing something wrong. But at the same time, you know, once practice is over, yeah, you know, we're friendly with each other. We crack jokes, whatever it is. We've got a, a great relationship built on trust. You know, we, I hope they feel like they can come to me and, and talk to me about anything going on in their life, whether it's tennis related, class related, girlfriend related, whatever it is. Um, Wait, let's go back for a second. I've never even seen you drink a beer. So why would you have <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm not a, not a big drinker. So actually, I'm and I don't think any of our guys drink a beer. I don't think Nino's ever had a beer. So there you go. That's true. But so I, I can't connect with them there. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that's kind of what my goal in the first month or two was. And I think we've done a good job of that. So and I think Jake's Jake's done a good job, you know, kind of easing into it. But just uh He's got a calm presence on the court that, you know, has allowed him to, I mean, he's like calm and confident. And I think that that's what they need. You know, like we always have to be calm and confident. If, if we want to get our message to them during a tight situation, like you have to appear confident and they look at you with that, with that body language and they go, okay, well, coach is confident. So let's hear what he has to say, you know, and Jake does a really good job, like throwing in a nice, you know, a few little points in there for them to build off of. And, and so does Noah. Noah's like really, uh, you know, smooth with his delivery. And so the guys, you know, they gravitate towards that. They don't feel like a coach is going to come into their court and distract them or interrupt them or build the anxiety up anymore. It's like uh, Jake does a good job with that. So I think he's transitioned really well with them. And, and he doesn't come off as a 23-year-old. Like he just comes off as a – really confident coach and uh you know some of them didn't realize he was 23 for like two two months so <laughs> <laughs> that's what the summers of iowa will do to you you grow grizzly and old um it's true no but for to get you talk about building that trust to me you know trust is most epitomized in college tennis probably in doubles right because you have three separate teams you're all next to each other but you have plays you want to run across the board and for you at Mississippi State over these past couple of years coach Roberts that's been a staple of your success and part of that comes with continuity right guys like Nick Trevor Strali and and uh and uh oh my god and Nuno have been playing together for three four years in some cases so you build the trust between them as a partnership but also the trust with your system of doubles and just to elaborate you don't have to give it all away but how do you build that trust on the doubles court how do you start implementing you know your systems your plays with these kids who haven't had experience playing doubles with one another before well it's a combination of a lot of individuals with the guys and uh also just day-to-day team practices where we're holding them accountable for their effort their focus and uh you know if if they're not focusing or going 100 percent um you know, we're running, you know, we're doing, we call them four over and backs. Um, and so it's just like you do that day in, day out, and it gets to the point where we're not running as much and we're building that trust that we're all competing in practice, we're all focused, that you go into a dual match very confident in each other. And uh, that's just part of the system we, we implement. And then the individuals, you know, I'd say, you know, Australia were never a team that we thought could be number one. Um, I knew they could be good. But we, we had to put them at number one when I split up our one and two team. You know, I wanted to put an older guy with a younger guy. So I had Trevor, you know, take one for the team and go down to three. And he embraced it. You know, the, the type of guy he is, he said, I'll do whatever we need to do, coach. And, and I'll play three with whoever you want me to. And that helped us with some depth. And I told Nuno Estrella, you guys got to play one and we're going to get better and you're going to be fine. And we did a lot of doubles individuals. You know, everyone is good at something. And so you got to figure out what you do well in the double score. You know, if you're not a certain volleyer, don't serve volley. You know, what are you good at? And so we just clearly explained to them what they're good at. And then we ran some plays and we just did a lot of reps until they started getting confident in each other. And then they ended up being a pretty good number one team. So, you know, it takes a lot of hard work. You got to have a plan and you just got to stick to it. Got to push each other and and good things are going to happen. Is there a serve you're going to miss more than that Nuno kicker out wide? Hey, Strolley would say his is better, but, you know, uh, 
Nino could actually move around the box. Strali uh, really only had a kick because of his toss, but um, <laughs> you know, the toss three feet behind his head. Right. <laughs> you know, Strali would say Nino's going to miss me cleaning up the net when Nino serves. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watching Nuno hit the kicker out wide and sit on a forehand on the ad side was the singles play of the past three years. If you were like to write out the college tennis classic play, that would be Stay it. Stay back and rip a forehand if it's short enough. Get in behind it. If not, just keep ripping, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, they've come a long way. They're still here. They're fifth years for us. They're doing an awesome job day in, day out, just uh, going to work. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun to see Nuno's pro career take off and Estrali's either going to get a master's or um, start a pro career as well. So he's, he's trying to figure that out, but that's, it, it's been a fun ride with those guys. Um, but we're pumped about these youngsters. And with that team in mind, I, you know, I would, I will want to ask about your memories in a moment, but with this team for 2020, uh, we talked about it on the mini break again, in terms of the SEC, you guys have won the postseason tournament the past two years. Obviously you've had a ton of success in the conference and that's where it all starts. You win your conference, you get to the postseason tournament, you do well there, you earn an NCAA seed and on and on and on. Um, for your team, it's a young team. A lot of them haven't experienced an SEC t- season and you have a returning Florida team uh, that brings back almost everyone, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas A&M. For you guys, how how do you see your team competing in that SEC conference? And do you think that level of play will continue to benefit you guys, even with, you know, it being such a young team? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a good question. You know, it's like, I I can't predict the future. All we can do is control what we can control. And that's, you know, helping these guys like just compete at a higher level, you know, like, when you step on the court, you know, everyone's got insecurities and we're trying to just help these guys, um, you know, combat those things with, with controllables like strategical uh, game plans, um, you know, understanding your opponent's weaknesses, um, building, you know, that we, we say feed the positive dog, you know, just going out there and just like pumping themselves up with, with positive statements. And if we can continue to do that well, who knows what's going to happen? You know, we just take it one day at a time and we, we, we try to have a lot of fun in that process. And it's just like constant accountability with them, just like reminding them that it's all about getting better. It's all about the process of improving. And if you can eliminate that fear of failure, if you can eliminate that, you know, how good are we going to be? And like, are we, you know, are we going to succeed? If you can eliminate that and, and combat that with those things that we can control, good things are going to happen, you know? And so I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know we're having a lot of fun growing and learning as a team. And uh, we're excited about the future for sure. So, so Matt, we had, obviously we, as we had talked about, we just did our, our preview and, uh, and I know you can't predict the future, but, uh, but I'll, I'll give you the early preview into where Stokowiak and I landed, which was, uh, and, and get your take here. So we, mm-hmm. we both say that, uh, Top five is rough, but that's right around that six spot in the SEC is probably the kind of the a good mark for where you're for where you're shooting. Uh, and well, we agree. That sounds with- great. I love a challenge, Chris. You tell me something I can't do, and I love to be motivated by that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> After my first year, you know, I lost those guys, and and I went up to my athletic director's office for my end of the year meeting, and I I walked by one of the associate AD's office. He said. Uh, man, how, how are you going to do next year? You did great this year, but I hear you got a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys leaving. And I said, you know what, we're going to do better next year. And he looked at me like I was crazy, but you know, I just love a challenge. Um, I love waking up every day and just like, just, just going for it, man, pushing each other, everyone around me. Um, and I, I like people that doubt us. I like people that doubt me. I like when people just don't, think we're going to do well i just love it and so when you say what did you say five six i i, I said the top five is tough top and, five or six. And, okay. so the only have to put some push-ups on that chris no yeah i think you know our, our my view is really there, there's just two there's two teams up top and after that it's it's fair game so any anything can happen uh and no i mean what i told like, these guys i'll be honest like the sec is is i just love all the coaches we have in the conference everyone's working really hard um you know, you go top to bottom, like we, it's just an awesome conference. And 
I'm really happy for, you know, Florida and Tanner and what he's doing with Brian. Um, you know, it's just really cool to see like how hard he works and a similar idea of just like really pouring these guys and trying to build them up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I respect a lot of these coaches, you know, we're, we're all, you know, working hard here. So it's a, it's an honor to be coaching in this conference and, you know, Mississippi state is just an amazing place. I love working here. I love John Cohen and his vision for our athletic department. Dr. Keenum's doing a great job as the president. Um, Mississippi state's growing. It's just crazy to be here and see like the apartments going up, the dorm rooms, the indoor tennis facility. It's just, it's a, it's an awesome time to be a part of Mississippi State, and I'm just very happy to be in this conference coaching and, and doing a job I love. So, um, yeah, I, I wake up every day very, very fortunate. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I like so what it. Do you, we will keep this bet in mind. Yeah, what do you guys have uh, But prior? I haven't seen the schedule, Matt. Prior to the ITA kickoff uh, the weekend, what's the uh, what, what dual matches do you have uh, in, in January before that? We have a three-year deal with Florida State. We are at Florida State this year. Then we're at Lake Nona in 2020. And then 2021, they're at our place. Um, we have, uh, let's see, Tulane and Texas Tech. We had a three-year deal with them, and we're in year two of that. We're at home versus them. Um, you know, we got a few matches like Sanford, UAB. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Um, that's that's it. You know, kickoff weekend at home is going to be a great weekend. we got Oklahoma, Georgia, and South Carolina. South, South Carolina, Carolina, the SEC battle. Josh and, and Manny wanted to come to start Vegas and, and compete with the dogs. So, I mean, we're pumped. It's going to be a great weekend. Um, Manny and Josh are doing a great job. Nick's doing a great job at Oklahoma. So we're expecting an awesome weekend. Uh, and look, we are looking forward to that kickoff weekend as well. But you talk about the SEC. I want to ask you a couple more questions, and I swear we'll get to our final rapid-fire segment. But for you guys last year, obviously the end of a special run, uh, to get that postseason SEC title for the second year in a row, the way you guys did it over Tennessee in the final, uh, that tough match with South Carolina as well, uh, how much did that mean for you personally, Coach, to not only – back up last year's results, but to give that for your senior class to have them go out in that fashion. Well, yeah, I mean, winning was great, but I think the the best part of that season was just teaching them how to deal with, uh, you know, pressure and stress, you know, because they're going to have to deal with that in life after college tennis. You know, we had a lot of expectations and, you know, I just wanted to teach them that, you know, we have certain periods of our life where we have more stress and I say there's no such thing as stress. You can actually put that in the cup. It's it's actually thoughts of stress, stressful thoughts. And you can control those by certain things, you know, like whatever school you can make to do lists. You know, when it comes to tennis, you can control how hard you work, when you work, you know, what you're doing each day. And so it was a really cool year for us to embrace that challenge and just learn as a team how to deal with it in the most mature, fun way. And for us to, what do we, we lost to Florida at Florida. And then we go back to Florida, hoping to play Florida if we had that chance. And we didn't get to play them, but we, we won the tournament. And it was just a very good reward for those guys to, to get through that, you know, tournament and then get to host the Super Regional. And then TCU played really well and, and took us out at home. But just that whole year was really fun to um, learn how to work with that um, that stress and that pressure. So I think we learned a lot, and it was a great, great year for the team. You brought it up, so I get to ask. That match against TCU at home, round of 16, you have seen a lot of tennis in your life. Would you say if you could replay any match from your history, it would be that one? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's like... Come on. I don't think winning and losing is that that big of a deal i think they were the better team that day they handled the adversity better than we did we had some rain delays i think uh i would have probably had my guys take some naps and like really you know rest up 
I, I wish I could have controlled that a little bit better, you know, because they all went to their apartment and probably like relaxed. But like TCU, like I think they like went to the locker room and just like turned the lights out and took a nap for an hour and a half, two hours. I think they just came out fresh, ready to go. So, I mean, I could have, you know, looking back, I wish I would have handled that better. Um, you know, I think we had a great crowd. I think, you know, it was just a buildup of this, this pressure of like, we should win. And, you know, we're on track to do this and that. And I think, you know, I could have done a few things to handle that a little bit better, but, you know, TCU, they, they played great. Dave did a great job with uh, the season in that match. Yeah. And, but to, to have that happen and then to rebound with both, uh, Geo making the NCAA single semifinals and Nuno making a finals. Obviously, that's a credit to their resilience. But how how did you you know get them back in a place to where they can have that sort of success? Uh, it's, I mean, we had a bad taste in our mouth. You know, it's like I wish every one of my guys could play the NCAA tournament. Like we didn't want it to end that way. It was it was pretty heavy. You know, just to be it was over. Like those guys did so much for our program, and then you know we were just. It was, it, was, it was tough in the locker room after that match. But I just told the guys, like, you know, we didn't focus on the loss at all. We focused on everything they've done, the legacy they're leaving, and then the guys that were continuing to play. Like, you know, you have a chance to continue to get better at tennis. Like, you have a chance to continue to grow and represent Mississippi State. So, man, let's go for it. So we went down to the Lake Nona, and I think everyone was really driven and focused to – play as long as they could they didn't want the season to end so you know we had we had an awesome run it was so much fun that week so i was really proud of the guys yeah it was a pleasure to watch and i know um you know as fans of college tennis uh as close as we've been fans at cracked rackets over these past couple of years uh, that team was a staple so it was great to see their run through college tennis i'm you know trevor being uh Chris's nephew obviously there are some questions there we'd love to ask and we are going to fold those questions into a segment we like to do with all of our guests it's our rapid fire segment uh more so a lot of questions your way than you need to give out quick answers but it's the last thing we like to do give our listeners one more chance to get to know our guests a little bit better but sound good coach Robert sound good Jake and uh, Noah sounds good they can they can answer it before I can if, they, right they can jump in if they want right? sure I like it. That, that works with me. But West off before we begin, give me a rapid fire sound effect, please. Okay, I want to start here. I do have a Noah section of questions. So these are for you. Noah, the amount of rackets per week you restring? Uh, I would say rapid 25. That is ridiculous. And what would you say is the most frequent string tension of the rackets you're stringing? String tension? I would say about 23 kilos right now. And that translates to what, like 55, 54? Yeah, 51 or so, yeah. Still too tight. I want them in the yeah. 40s. You So I have to ask, string tension, That that's a thing, like in the 40s? Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. It depends on the player. I mean, you, yeah, I guess you guys are good. You go with controlling it, with being able to control it. That's, I mean, as low as possible. Tight string pattern with full poly. I mean, you got to be in the 40s. If you want a heavy forehand, but you know, maybe you don't want a heavy forehand. I do not want a heavy. You forehand. just want the back end. If you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So here's, here's a follow-up, Mags. The number of rackets you strung for Tennessee when they showed up last year. Oh my god! Now that's a good story. That's <laughs> a good story. So Tennessee from Wednesday night to Friday morning. I had 40 rackets for Tennessee. They came in with 17, I think maybe some 18 gauge strings. Um, I think. Prata post he broke twenty three strings while he was there something <laughs> insane like that um I mean I couldn't even he was playing with eighteen gauge and then later when we saw him at SECs he was actually playing with fifteen gauge yeah. so uh, I think he realized that wasn't working out for him but yeah Wednesday <laughs> yeah. night until about two a.m. went to my eight a.m. class and then after that all day Thursday into Friday morning and. I uh, I never got off the stringer for those three days. My my fingers were pretty much bleeding. Yeah, paid for <laughs> your dinner dates yeah, for your girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is pretty nice painting. No, that, that is, is just, just ridiculous. ridiculous. All right. I know we have some questions centered on that senior class that just graduated. Um, some funny ones, some you can you know choose not to answer. But let's start with an interesting one. Do you think Nuno's top five college men's top college tennis player of all time? 
Yes. Around the board, yes. Jake, you played in that time frame? Sure, yeah. yes. Yeah, I in, mean, in human being and student athlete, yes. Chris, would you agree? Oh, for sure. Uh, top five is a lot. I mean, yeah, he was outstanding. All right, um, let's do another one. Who of that group got the most pole runs last year? <laughs> oh, last year? I was going to say two years ago was a, was a sweet name, Arvin Norquist, but. Oh. Oh, oh. Arvid had eight pole runs in six six days, I think. He's still on oh my phone. God. Yeah, last year, who had the most pole runs? I can look at oh. my phone right now all yeah. the times. But I think I think last year was uh probably is a it was an even, you know, yeah, few, nobody really stood two out. or three for everyone. I mean it wasn't you know, wrong uniform here and there, late to a tutor, but it wasn't a Last year it wasn't a big deal. We'll just say Trevor, just because it's uh, Christmas. <laughs> I feel like it just Actually, must be I a think leap, like, in like one in four years. Yeah, like Strali. I feel like there's no way Strali comes to anything other than five minutes late. Strali never ran full runs, did he? No. He he was <laughs> always like, yeah. He he would maybe cause us a six a.m. I was gonna say he had to be a ball because of his six a.m. campaign right? last summer. Our last uh, <laughs> his senior year last fall we had a. He didn't have a great summer, and he came in the fall. We had to really build that guy back up. But, you know, a few 6 a.m.s and a few track workouts, and I think they had to string their own rackets for a week, and then they they got back to it. (laughs) Oh, I like to hear that. That's hilarious. When they have to string their own rackets, they're definitely pushing the forehands a little bit and and warm up, and you got to make them hit it. Then they always, you know, looking for a way to make it a little easier on themselves. All right, here you go. Right, so, so here's one. I, I need three simultaneous answers, no looking at each other. So I want to hear them all. Matt plays one set against the seven current players and Jake. Eight matches. How many sets does he win? On three, you're all going to answer. One, two, three. Every three. one of them. Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, that that be, let, that, let that be on record that the assistant coach said he'd only win three. And what did Mag say? I said six. Oh, six! <laughs> I, said, I knew, I knew Matt. I knew Matt was going to be on that. Was going to be on that. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, coach. I got to ask, why all seven? It's you're hooking them. You're like, no matter what, I'm winning the ad point. No, I mean. I don't know. I just I just believe in myself. I guess. <laughs> Start at the top. He, he's an old man. He can't move. He knows it. Yeah. Well, like that, I mean, right to be honest, Mags, like, I was going to preface it with, "Hey, it's only one set because there's no way you'd last exactly. two. But yeah, yeah, yeah I could. One set. You didn't do I get to space them out like once a week or like what's the duration of this? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, now, yeah. You- ITA kickoff weekend. You got to play seven. <laughs> so cool. It's you versus yeah, the boys. Are, the boys round. are playing. I don't know. Honestly, the boys are playing really well right now. I, I don't know if I want to step out there and play a bunch of sets against those no, guys. I'm, I'm not going to lie, Coach. We got, got your answer. Jake and I were playing some doubles, and we're we're doing all right. Um, so I'll I'll step on the doubles court right now. But singles is going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, I should say this question comes from Chris, but he asked me to ask it, so I will. Uh, so I hear you and Chris have gone on a few mountain bikes. <laughs> um, yeah. Word on the street is, yeah, word on the street is the old man whoops you. <laughs> no, I mean, the, that was I, not I, there, I, I hung in there pretty well. He's good. I mean, he, he does this like all the time. He's a triathlete, you know, he's, he's a marathon runner. He's, he's a beast. You know, I just, uh, like Josh at South Carolina, that guy's a beast on the mountain bike. I'm not, I'm not at their level, you know. Like I was, I was recruiting in Switzerland one year, and Josh came over to the courts at like 11 a.m. and he had like, you know, he was bleeding like all over his body. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh man, we went mountain biking today. It was unreal. We were hitting all these jumps and you know, whatever the handlebars, and like he just took it in stride. Now I'm, I'm not at that level. I think uh, I'll just get out there here and there. I've, you know, Chris is. Uh, He's a beast out there, so I'll give him the the prize on that one. Yeah, I tell you, there's there, there's one one thing I would not want to be uh, trying to race Matt in, and that is, man, if you're going like smooth, flowy, and fast, no chance I'm staying with him. Yeah, I'm not no great chance. at climbing. I'll, yeah, I agree. Climbing's not. <laughs> no, I. Uh, that's the equivalent for you of a pole run, right? 
Yeah, I, like I think that. I pulled a hamstring trying to roll, run a pole run a couple of years ago. I like <laughs> two courts in, pulled a hammy. So, uh, that's so funny. All right, well then a couple more for you, and then I promise we'll let you guys go. Who replaces Nick as the best shopper on the team? Nick is the best shopper, like at the malls. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're Mr. Stedman Strickland. Yeah, oh. Stedman. Oh, yeah. He's got some swag. Yeah, he's got. He's got it. You know. It, and Stedman's got the curls going again. We actually shaved his head last year. What was the deal? If, he, if we if we won the SEC tournament, he had to shave his head. And he was glad. And he looked he looked great. Looked like a great young man. Now he's got these curls back. But we'll see. We'll find a way to shave his head again. Oh, I love it. All right, you can guess who wrote this question. But who replaces Trevor now that he's gone as the new coach of Mississippi State? <laughs> I don't know. I got two. Two good coaches right in front of me. I think one of these guys could be the next coach. <laughs> really good. Happy to have, Sorry, that. Lucky to have these guys. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I have to throw some blows. All right, well, you kind of skirted it, but I'll, I'm going to ask you one more time. I want the answer from all three of you. And Coach Roberts, you can go last. But expectations for this year's Mississippi State Bulldogs. What for each of the three of you? And don't cop out. I'm expecting some numbers in these answers, but constitutes a successful season for this year's Mississippi State team. You put me on the spot here in front of these guys. Um, you know, I think from our results this fall, we've got a couple guys that could get in the rankings individually, but I think we can run with that to, you know, try to make a run at the NCAA tournament, try to see if we can get to, I'd say, you want specifics. We can try I see Coach Roberts. I feel Coach Roberts glare on you right now. Sign language yeah. all over the place. Yeah, he's like <laughs> right. SEC here, here champion. Here are mine. Here are mine. <laughs> Semifinals are better at the SEC tournament. If we can do it, okay. <laughs> then let's say round of sixteen in CAs. They're lofty goals, but I think it's possible. I love it. I, I love like it. it. Law of attraction, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what are you feeling? Uh, let's go in the back. Uh, how are we feeling? Noah? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll go off of what Jake said. I think those are pretty realistic goals as long as we uh, are controlling what we can control and just doing what we do day in and day out, holding each other accountable, bringing a lot of energy, um, everything that we focus on. I, I do think those are realistic goals, but, I mean, again, it's just doing what we do best. I love it. And then we'll end with you, Coach Roberts. How are you feeling? I know you gave us the answer before, but for this Mississippi State team, what do you want fans to take away from the experience of watching you guys play? Well, it's just that we're going to compete every day as hard as we can. We're going to compete as a team, and we're going to just show our fans that we just love playing in front of them. Um, you know, we're – you know, to go back to your original question, you know, it's it's like a nonstop, like – process of getting better whether it's recruiting um your development um anything you can think of like it's just we got to work every day like how can we get better you know it's like so we still have a few pieces that are out there that may fall our way when it comes to recruiting i mean we we're getting to that signing period so i think you know that could affect us in a um a, a certain level like I think that's that's a small piece of the puzzle, so it's hard for me to say exactly where I think we're going to finish. But you know, I just think like you can't focus too much on the results. Like you just got to like love going to work with your team, and then you're winning right there. If you love to travel together, compete together, all those things, then you're winning right there. And it sounds cheesy, but that's what we believe in, and that's why I love working here. And who knows what's going to happen, man? It's going to be a fun season. Absolutely, and that's why we look forward to watching you so much. Chris, any final thoughts you want to share with the coaches before you make your true plunge to Liberty? <laughs> oh, it's a little, we're a little pre- premature there now. I, uh, you know, I'm, like I've uh, told Matt, I'm looking forward to I will be there for, for kickoff weekend watching them uh, watch them play Georgia and then uh, hopefully, hopefully the winner of uh, South Carolina and Oklahoma after that. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to see it seeing them and uh and i'm actually going to see several of the guys here in a couple weeks so looking forward to that too great guys and uh looking forward to a good year 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that in mind, then, uh, Coach Roberts, Jake, Noah, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Cracked Interviews podcast. Good luck to you and your team throughout the season. Again, if you're a fan of college tennis, there's no way you're, you haven't been a fan of your Mississippi State Bulldogs these past couple of years. So enjoy the rebuild process. Embrace all that comes with it. And we look forward to watching guys and wish you success in 2020. Thanks for having us. And thanks for everything you guys do for college tennis. Hail State. Hail State. Hail State. Oh, I love it. Thanks, guys. Take care.